What's going on, everybody? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this, this is the B Show. I'm your host, Corey Smith. I'm in the Diamond Studio once again with my co-host of the day, my fellow beekeeper, the B-Man. Michael Vergara. Yes, I have the... No signal, just uh, just leave. Oh, sorry, I should have yeah. given you the... I was going to say the finger, but that would sound weird. Somebody gave somebody the finger. Oh, We'll get there. Anyways, uh, it's the B Show. We're here to talk about NXT. We're going to talk AEW. And we're also going to talk about... Well, news. You know. Yeah. It's a... <laughs> just a bunch of random shit that we heard, you know... I mean, come on. Snidbits of everything. Isn't that how news works anyway? Just somebody hears something else and they just, you know, will just regurgitate what they said. Hey. You know, signal boosting. There you go. Uh, but guys, don't Speaking forget, of signal boosting. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR4 and 5 Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's the best way to stay up to date with us at City Wrestling Radio. We always post uh, post cool cool shit on our social media accounts. Can we, can we just put it lightly? That? Yeah, we just we put cool shit on there. We're like videos, and there's a cool video we posted earlier today. Of a kid, Today. a kid pinning Cody Rhodes. Oh yes, last night at AEW Dynamite. They call him Citrus Cassidy. Uh, that's 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 a good name. It's for probably him. their new Izzy. You know what? I was hoping Nicholas, him and Nicholas would go one on one. Oh, Nicholas Cone. Yes. Oh, okay. From the the WWE. yeah 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 the former tag team champion Nicholas uh, Cone. Yes, former um, partner of Braun Strowman, Nicholas Cone. Kids, kids wrestling. Anyways, uh, they just need to be put back in the factories, I think. What? Anyways, guys, also uh, also uh, retweet us, do all that, like, share, and subscribe. Um, and uh, yeah, let's just get into it. Let's get in. Once I started talking about child labor laws, I was just thrown off for a second. No, nah, if anything, it just makes me, it makes, uh, I just pay attention whenever I hear something like, what? You, you just know, said that? Back in my day. No, oh, boy. <laughs> I didn't get my first job until like I was 20. Really? No. 20? No, I don't know. How old was I? I was 18. Yeah. My first job, I was like just straight out of high school. Good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. But I was I was hanging. I was smoking in the boys' room, drinking the bubbly. Oh, boy. Anyways, AEW, NXT, news. Let's talk some news first. Uh, what are we going to start off with today, Michael? Uh, you know, stuff going on down or east. East. Japan. Japan. Or, or west. Stardom. Depends on where you start, really. Stardom. Depends uh, on where you fly. The wrestling organization in Japan. Yes. Which is... Uh, home, former home of one Io Shirai and Kyrie, Kyrie Sane. Sane. Um, also, uh, Tony Storm wrestled there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bay Priestley. Bia Priestley. Oh, every week, it's something different. Yeah. I, I really? Bay Priestley. Yeah, you know. I, I, it I depends was, on who you're listening to, I guess. Uh, yeah, they all wrestled there, and uh, they were just bought by a company, was it called Bushi Road? Uh-huh. That's the... That's the, the that's the company holdings, whatever. It's a, it's it's one of those companies that just owns things, and they are the parent company of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, so you know, the th- second that people like heard about this sort of like news, like, oh wait a minute, does that mean New Japan bots? No, does that mean New Japan and Stardom they're gonna work in tandem and we're gonna start seeing women's matches in New Japan? And apparently, this isn't the case. Well, there was a lot of misinterpretation that uh, New Japan um, buying that New Japan was buying Stardom. Or a merger between the two groups, uh, but like you said, uh, none of this is accurate. The only thing that might come of it is that uh, some stardom competitors might go on international tours yeah. with the New Japan tours, which could you know boost the profile for them. So uh, really, worldwide. this yeah. So this more or less just provides a bit of more financial security and also contractual security for some talents. 
it'll just bring them a lot more leverage because they have a bigger financial backing through this uh, acquisition. You know, you're going to see less people just straight up just bounce for WWE unless they want to. And I guess they they got I think they got like a minor TV deal. It's not a gigantic one, but they did. I heard it. You don't really have to look too much. Uh, as a part of the deal, a TV show will air on BSN TV, not MTV, and Tokyo MX starting in January um, with the BSN TV show so, being yeah. a 30-minute show on Thursdays. So really this is in Japan, yeah. primarily, unless so, you have some random satellite feed of it. Man, I wish. Yeah. Just, just wake I don't know up why, in the I don't know why I just got wrestling. all seedy about that. Yeah. yeah. I just watched my Japanese television, my women's wrestling. Yeah, the... the uh, yeah, it's like the thing is, they had this really funny picture between the owner of Stardom and the owner of like Kadani, the president of New Japan, and I think the president of Bushi Road. Well, they pretty much did this whole. <laughs> so I saw it on Twitter where they it. they kind of just did the Twitter. I mean, not the the, the shield fist. It's Oak. Um, I was gonna say I Okada. believe in Osaka, Tokyo. Uh, just name all the like yeah. big cities in Japan. Saitama. That's oh, yeah. one. Um, yeah. Rapungi. They were in Rapungi where I think they... No, that was a different... They held a press conference. That was for the Wrestle Kingdom. Stuff. Can't do I didn't pull anything over that. Yeah, it's okay. But uh, yeah, that's just... It's not... But... It's, it's not gigantic, but it's definitely worth looking at there and is just some, see where this could lead, you know? There are some interesting tidbits from coming from the steel uh, and quoted by Fumi Saito on the last... Uh, I think it's called the Portland Wrestling Podcast on the Wrestling Observer... PWP. Something like that. Uh, but go to, if you are a Wrestling Observer subscriber, you can go listen to it with uh, Fumi Saito, Dave Meltzer, and uh, Jim Valley, where Fumi Saito went on to say that WWE tried to buy stardom. And uh, the, one of the questions that they were asked upon trying to make that acquisition was, what are your plans for stardom? And uh, they had none. Yeah. So they just, they just want to eat. They, they, they just, just want to eat up these companies. Yeah, exactly. But and then, so I think that was one of the big things is that going forward... You know, and I think it, you know, in Japan, there's more pride when you own a company and you've brought yeah. a company up. You don't want it to see it just fail. Yeah. You know, just like some people, you know, I think in other business practices, people would just sell companies. Ah, fuck it. I don't care. You know, but it's a, it's they, a very, it's just a different culture. Exactly. You know, there's a bigger loyalty to the company that you work for. It's a, you know, it's very rare that you see people or like key executives going from one place to another. Mm-hmm. They would either just be there or just resign. Yeah. And so really the narrative of this entire thing is like, it's just a miscommunication of WWE thinking that like if they just throw X amount of dollars into any, you know, Japanese wrestling company, they would just full, they would just fold faster than Superman and laundry day, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, but this begs the question, like what's going to happen with, you know, a lot of these competitors that yeah. do wrestle in stardom because, um, I don't know if you were going to touch upon this too, but, uh, wait, hold on. Oh, wow. Okay, breaking news. Did you get? I got a text message. No. SF, SFPD have cleared uh, buildings. Yeah, see, I told you it was yeah. just midterm. So there was a there. Were, we got text messages. Bomb threats. Bomb threats in our, City College at our former. I guess former home. Kind you know, because we're no longer. Ca- I, I take a class there. Okay, so I'm still a student, I guess. All right, but there's a bomb threat. But yeah. it's, but midterms are coming up, so. Hey. You don't want to. Hey, we don't want to put. We're not connecting the dots, but we're connecting the dots. You know but what? We're, I'm not yeah. going to assume, but I'm going to assume. So. Yeah, I don't know whether or not you're going to touch upon this, but then there was also news coming out that WWE tried to buy Noah. I that's I heard something about that. Yeah, um, and they were just they were just primarily just using that as a stepping stone or like more of a skeletal base in establishing possibly establishing an NXT Japan, 
And although nothing's been confirmed, nothing's been confirmed, but there was rumors that but there was a there was a poster behind your rumors last and in your window. Well, you remember indicate. last time when he um, when he expanded into the UK, he goes, "I want to have a global expansion," and there was um, a pin on Japan. Yeah, and there was also one of those. You know, rumors and innuendos would indicate that Maiko Satomura would be the head trainer for the women, and Daisuke Sekimoto would be the head trainer for the men. Who's that? He's a wrestler. Oh, okay. yeah, he wrestled Walter oh. earlier. So there's an, another another like piece of string heading into the conspiracy board. I want to see Walter just be a trainer. I think he, no, he is a trainer. He oh. holds a school. Oh, he owns well, a school. Oh, they all they all have schools. Dude. Yeah, but then he <clears throat> didn't you watch? Uh, Fuck Luke, like Luke. Did you didn't you watch that whole uh, build up to him versus Tyler Bate? They had that twenty minute documentary. No, there's a good section of it of him in his school, and he just comes off as this freaking uh, Cobra Kai leader. Oh, it's great. Okay, it's great. I like Tyler it. Bate, Walter. Watch that match. Ugh. Um, but nothing else coming out of the yep. uh, Bushi Road. I think story. <sighs> I just think you know, considering the amount of resistance. Oh, they all will, these companies. Oh, yeah, they will remain on their own streaming platform that they have been yeah. on, which I think is kind so. of a mistake. Honestly, like this is you got Stardom into the news. I would have, I would have definitely loved for Stardom to join New Japan because there is enough subscription services well, that then, I have to pay for. Then they would have to. I don't know. Then I don't know. Yeah, but then. Um, yeah, like it really goes to show the amount of resistance WWE is facing in regards to just no thinking thinking that they would just buy a certain company and then just make their own thing, and I just don't see NXT Japan having any semblance of any momentum going forward with this. If they can't even buy any company, like what can they do? Uh, they just start from scratch, just hold a school over there, and just I don't know, say a Sonata. That's where he's going. Uh, you know, I, I yay. It's it's pretty likely. There's a lot of companies in Japan. There's a lot of wrestling in Japan that they can pick and choose from. Um, DDT. I don't think they want to go They're, over there. It's not going to be DDT. Watch to, right when you leave here today. WWE buys wait, wait DDT. on the buzz. Are you fucking okay? Um, but no, the only reason I could think about the streaming thing is because you know I'm sure that the people who have the streaming service to Stardom also have the streaming service for new japan world <sighs> and they're probably thinking well you know if we add it to the net or to the new japan world then we're just going to lose money and it probably makes sense at that point to keep it separate but you know if if it brought a whole bunch of new subscribers then sure but you know i don't think it would <clears throat> well you know uh Best of luck. I, I might check out um, Stardom though. I mean, I want to check. I want to watch. There's Stardom. a lot of that's. I. I, I mean, there's I only want, so many hours into the I day. I just want to watch some Stardom. I've known say like all. And of I them. hear so much good things about it. Um, uh, uh, one of their top stars, uh, Hannah Kimura. He's she's a she's a possible uh, contestant for Terrace House, which is a very popular show. It's yeah. a reality television show. It's pretty much Big Brother. But oh, I heard they want to like yeah they want to get a bunch of people over like in that way with like mainstream media with yeah. movies and TV shows and everything. Yeah. But anyways, you were saying about Hannah Kimura. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. She was going to be. She, there's a rumor that she's going to be a contestant, if you call it that. Uh, Big Brother in, Japan. Yeah. Well, it's 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 Terrace House. It's really popular. Um, it's not I, even. Is it Japanese? I think it was Korean. I don't know. I mean, there's usually different versions in every country. That's of, true. That's you know, true. In I'm Rupa, surprised there hasn't been U.S. Terrace House. I'm sure there's a Thailand version of City Wrestling Radio. Oh yeah. You know, I I I'm <laughs> sure oh yeah, I remember is. that. What? 
Uh, no, didn't you show? Didn't no? I thought. Oh no, that was that was Wrestling City Radio. Oh, yeah, yeah. but but they stopped doing podcasts, and we're three hundred and four episodes. Way to go, Corey! You crushed the competition. Ah, Anyways, uh, let's move on with the news. Uh, Do you? Uh, uh, Yeah, go ahead. uh, What? What were we gonna say? Uh, You have Bruce Prichard. Uh, I don't. I mean, I didn't really bring. He has been named executive director of SmackDown, replacing Eric Bischoff, who moved all the way from. I think Indianapolis to Stanford, Connecticut, which is not, which is a, which is quite a fair distance. Yeah, um, um, he was brought on by Pritchard. Yeah, and then replaced by Pritchard. Um, That's, I feel so bad. For I don't Eric know. Bischoff. I don't know if he was thrown under the bus by Pritchard, but one can only assume. Yeah, and I'm not going to. I mean, uh, hey, Meltzer said it as much as he did. Like he he did to. not he did not he they said he did not jive well with that locker room. I mean, well, just well, the yeah. overall court like the corporate culture within that organization. He was just kind of a deer in headlights for mostly a lot of things. I and think, then I think a his, lot of wrestling, a lot of wrestlers don't like working with Eric Bischoff at all. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, because like when you think about it, look at look at the amount of people in that in behind the scenes who were involved with TNA, and people just have nothing to say but bad things about Eric Bischoff during TNA. You know? Yeah, it was just never, and I think he was kind of just there as a scapegoat for a lot of things. Like he was a scapegoat for that whole Eric Rowan uh, Roman Reigns kind of kerfuffle. Apparently, he was the one. He was the fall guy for that angle, and that was him. Oh, he was the one that tried to run over Roman Reigns. Yeah. Oh, he was the... Well, I'm telling you, somebody else pushed that fucking... Never mind. Yeah. I guess it was Luke Harper. And they, like... And then they... You Did you watch WWE backstage? You don't have cable. No. Yeah. I, I saw that, and then... I mean, I, I could have watched it yeah. by other means. The, the, the day of that announcement, they... They announced that at WWE backstage, which I also thought was just like really weird. That show in general is really weird. They're, I think WWE is trying to do this new thing where they're trying to be like, ooh, you don't need to listen to those other podcasters and people. It's like not news really that. You don't though. need re- Wrestling Observer Radio. Like, it's really kind Here's of. Here's the scoops right here. But, like, but look, listen, like, I watch that show and it's mostly like, it's, it's. I mean, I'll go. I'm not going to go too much into it, but it's basically it's Renee Young, Booker T, but then they also have these two guest hosts, Christian and Paige. Are they the people that are like? And oh, I think, yeah, no, but I think that's just going to be like a rotating chair. Well, no, because they, are they the people that do the watch along? No, no, this is actually really different. This studio, like it, the stage, it just looks like a wrestling ring, and like it's, yeah, they recap shows, but then they also announce certain news like they announced the the blockbuster trade of nikki cross and alexa bliss for smackdown and plus future draft considerations and then they just like <laughs> meaning so for nothing 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 you know they you know they, they so, released that so supplemental. you know because the funny funniest thing about that they drafted them both separately and then they traded them for nothing so they lost three fucking picks yeah that's the three. dumbest that's the dumbest thing i mean brian alvarez when brian alvarez tweeted that like it was going that that was just going around it's it was, it's nonsensical it's i mean we could just say like the draft was a disaster right uh, yeah, apparently the XFL draft was a fucking disaster, too. Yeah, it was just to no buzz, to no... I didn't even know it happened. It, it did. They happened. Did. All I saw was just a bunch of like quarterbacks that I just never heard of. Cool. Yeah. Good for them. Marcus Mariota. You should probably... They should... Yeah, they're going to get paid. Um, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Come on, Corey. Uh, what? They are. I mean, fuck. I work. mean, yeah. Objectively speaking, they are going to get paid. They are. Uh, people who get drafted will get paid. Um, but you know, WWE backstage, like in its current incarnation, like this could be, this could definitely change within the next three months. I don't see CM Punk b- 
being comfortable in this position at all. Like you, I watch this show. And I'm like, you're telling me that CM Punk is strongly considering something of this format. Now he could definitely be because he can be the third chair. He could be the third wheel in this. But then the type of thing, the type of the stuff that CM Punk could say, I don't think can necessarily justify the amount of time they can say it. Like because everything was just super fast paced, right? You know, I think because they were just coming off of that ALCS game and they only had an X amount of hours, but. I don't know. It's they, there's fun to be had. I think Renee Young is ama- like she's amazing at everything she does, honestly. Yeah. And she makes it like she'll make anything work. Booker T can be good. Sometimes he's And I thought Booker T was okay. Shit. I thought Booker Shucky T was okay. Quack, quack. Like as a foil, and I want I want success for those two. I want success for I it I it's I I had it had shades of talking smack, you know. Yeah. Like, it didn't have this micromanaging kind of th- thing going on. And it also didn't really kind of come off as like, you know, state run propaganda, not state run, but then like corporate propaganda, WWE run, like that show, the bump where they just grab a bunch of fucking YouTubers telling us how idiots we are for not liking the hell in a cell finish. Oh, that's, I think that was the thing on YouTube, right? Yeah. The bump Facebook or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that was what I saw earlier today. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Speaking of propaganda. Speaking of WWE propaganda, WWE just announced today that uh, Corey Graves uh, will host the uh, first official podcast on the WWE Podcast Network. Just what this fucking world needs. Another wrestling podcast hosted by some white dude named Corey. I was just about to announce another show we were going to start, but I guess not now. What? 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 Anyways, um, WWE announced today that the podcast, the network's first show, it'll be called After the Bell. <laughs> it'll be hosted by Corey Graves and will premiere episode uh, on October 30th. Ooh, the day before Crown Jewel. You should have just called it the fourth ding. The fourth thing? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, The podcast is described as each Wednesday, Corey Graves will break down action from WWE's flagship programming. And it's going head-to-head with AEW. (laughs) Taking listeners on a captivating ride through the hottest WWE storylines while he catches up. Just what what everybody fucking needs. A recap of what they fucking saw on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. There's enough podcasts to recap that. Yeah, we fucking Including ours. (laughs) Uh, he catches up with the most noteworthy <laughs> superstars of the week. A one-minute trailer is available. I'm not going to play it for you because it's stupid. Uh, it's the same <laughs> shit. I, but the one funny thing is, like, once it says there's one-on-one interviews with noteworthy stories, it, it literally goes, well, hello, Carmella. Hi. Oh. I'm just like, yeah, you really want to fucking get us? Like, okay, I want to listen to that one now. Yeah, that's what... And there's going to be nothing I can't on think it. of a more unappealing thing than to watch two couples talk to each other. So what do you like to eat when you're on the road, Carmela? Well, I like nachos. I mean, that can be... I mean, that could be well done. I remember like... It could be. It could be. I know. There are like... There are ways to make that interesting. If they... If they... If... if if they because if again like if they can be as candid as I find it really fascinating when WWE performers when you're so used to them being like gigantic robots have being having them be really candid like again t- talking smack or table whatever for three. Pod, yeah table, table for, for three, three. is pretty good no, no yeah. I'll give it some of the stuff they do that's not WWE uh, main that, that Vince has control of yeah you know that he doesn't have control it's pretty good yeah. Um, I just worry about it because I feel like it's just going to be an avenue because knowing Corey Graves and looking occasionally glancing at his Twitter account. Like, that dude is just going, trying to justify every bad decision WWE will ever make. Yeah. He's, gonna, he's one of those guys. Like, you marks just don't enjoy anything. Just stop watching. Just like everybody else in WWE. You know, just toe the company line and all WWE's that. WWE's just a culture of that, man. You Did know? you hear what Roman Reigns said about the finish? Uh, Dennett. 
he doesn't. He no. He doesn't. He sings every time. Every time he talks, he just hums his theme song. No, he he said no. He said it himself, and I think him. Honestly, this was just him fence sitting a little bit, in my opinion. Where he said, "I didn't like the Hell in a Cell finish, but I'm not going to cuss anybody out for over it." And I'm like, "No one's cussing anybody out over here, Roman." I mean, calm down. Let's normal. Well, no, his interpretation is just that. It's like, sucked. no, his no. What he's yes, yes, Brian Alvarez, where he just pretty much said like these guys went through, go through their bodies, risk their bodies for your entertainment, and so like you may, you can have an opinion, but you can't just you know talk shit about blah 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 blah. And I don't think anybody's. I don't think no, out of all that, the criticisms that I hear about that Hell in a Cell finish, none of it, none of it, actually involves like. Yes, it involves the performance and how it's written and all that stuff, but then no one's exactly blaming Seth Rollins and well, the Fiend. I mean, yes, you see, I yes, you see, you're you have your you have valid complaints about Seth Rollins as a performer in general, but then nobody, no, you swap you swap places with anybody else in that position, they would have just gotten the same amount of cr- oh, crap absolutely. Too. But you gotta understand, dude. Like we are on the logical side of people. Are we? <laughs> I would like to think so. Um, and there's a lot of people who are not so um, logical. Again, yeah. Again, this is from Seth Rollins, and, and we don't know. know also, honestly, like the amount of hatred a or WWE the, performer the or the amount of negativity every, your average WWE employee would get. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe they would get really mad. But then, or they would have to face that every day, and they would just be resentful towards like all the. The, the members of the WWE universe. Yeah. If anything, I think the members of the WWE universe would try to defend the the decision because there there is that line now where like there are just people who just who are just going to love WWE no matter what. It's very clear. Yeah. No. It's getting clearer by the day. Um, be aware of them. But I think they could be your neighbor. That's it. Enough WWE talk for today. Let's talk. What? Let's let's talk. I mean, about, no. <laughs> let's talk a little AEW. Let's talk about some news happening with AEW ratings. Sure, let's talk ratings first. Oh, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> so just throwing you no, off. No, we'll, we'll talk ratings first. I got to pull it up. So I feel um, like that's the only piece of news. Oh, that and the... Yeah, well, go ahead. Uh, no, that and what were you going to say? Uh, Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus. God damn it. I don't, it's another piece of news. I don't he have suffered that. a hamstring two hours before the show. And uh, he was replaced by Marco Stunt, in which Marco Stunt was originally Joey Janela's dark match opponent, but plans changed. It was an unfortunate situation, but uh, I will get to that match soon uh my opinion about that whole entire marco stunt thing ratings yeah Uh, ratings ratings last night uh one point uh 1.01 for uh, aew total viewers uh 18 to 49 0.44 uh nxt total viewers uh 0.71 0.71 uh 18 to 49 uh 0.2 so pretty much everybody went down double digits percentage wise Um, uh yeah, yeah yeah pretty much yeah yeah um I well no no um uh and AEW only lost four thousand viewers well regardless they where, still yep. whereas NXT last week lost almost uh seventy thousand yeah that's I a, mean that's a lot of that's a lot of viewers dude I think comparatively like, I think trends are trying are just continuing I think it's just on a continual downtrend yeah AEW is still at the one million mark yeah. that's something to latch onto but I can't help but think this is a moderate disappointment. In my opinion, because they had no competition, uh, they the ALCS was rained out. Uh, the, the Astros Yankees game, they 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 were running unopposed. Mm-hmm. They had a title match. They had two title matches that were heavily promoted throughout the week. There was no reason why this shouldn't have gone the way it has. And so I think you have you you can only you can only just look at the bigger picture of these sort of things. And I 
I feel like the I say this every week, but I feel like the next week is going to be the, the more important one. Well, also like we have to look at this: is that uh, AEW doubled the number of eighteen to forty nine their target audience? Yeah, um, and that's the that's the number the one NXT. thing they got going for it. Honestly, well, technically more than doubled, but yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, AEW that's the ratings for still this to week. one million, but I I don't think. I think by the end of the year, or like, yeah, by the end of the year, we're going to have shows that that go below one million. I yeah. think that's just an, an inevitability at this point. Uh, I would hope that if T if I were TNT, they start doing NBA games on Wednesdays too, though. Like not not on TNT, but other like just cer- certain other outlets. Yeah, so really they sure. compete. Who that are definitely? Well, that's just compete. that's just. Oh, excuse me. Oh. My voice right there. Um, they uh, that's people have to compete with baseball and yeah, all yeah. The time. But it's like, not necessarily a problem until championship games. And I, I was always hoping that I was always hoping that with TNT having that platform, you would have heavy promotion from like like NBA on TNT. You have Shaquille O'Neal, uh, Ernie Johnson, and uh, Kenny the Jet Smith. Just yeah. talk about AEW or just promote. Or you have uh, Marv Albert. Uh, talk about you know the match against Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. You see that? No. When they advertised Double or Nothing on um on one of the I think the oh, Eastern Conference okay. Finals, I remember like seeing that live. Like, oh shit, we we on here, bro. Uh, it's such a it was such a it, it was such a fleeting moment in it, my it's opinion. Like, it it kind of reminds me. It makes me think of Joe Buck last week on SmackDown. Oh my god. Uh, my favorite move. Oh no, that was Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman could not have given uh, less my of a favorite fuck. move. Uh, is the pile driver, but it's not my signature move because it came before me. Yeah. What? No. I just, Anyways, let's keep talking AEW. Like I said, enough, enough WWE, enough WWE talk. Let's continue. Uh, AEW. Chris Jericho. Did you hear this? He's in a movie. Sorry. Yeah, he's a Klansman in the uh, James Hound Bob reboot. Well, yeah, build up. I, I mean, what? This is like, yeah, he's in that movie. Yeah, I guess go see James Hound Bob to see Chris Jericho. Everyone's in that movie, dude. Every mo- everyone who's in a Kevin Smith movie is in that movie, which I thought is amazing. I want to go see it. I like yeah, I like his movies. I've always enjoyed Kevin Smith, and I was a big James Hound Bob. Matt Damon fan. is in that movie. Matt. Ben Affleck is in Damon. that movie, who kind of had a falling out with you know a while ago, yeah. which is nice. They all have falling, and then Kevin Smith had a heart attack, and he's like, "Dude, I'm sorry, don't die on me. We're friends." Because that's what happens I, between friends when they have heart. I mean, attacks. I'm not sure if that if that really was the case, but it sounds pretty realistic. Kinda. <laughs> no, I remember uh, Kevin Smith. He like he kind of. I don't know if he explicitly said it, but he kind of implied that Jennifer um, Ben Affleck's marriage with Jennifer Garner was the reason why they kind of stopped talking. Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she didn't. They don't. They're not together anymore. So hey, hey you up? What up? <laughs> Anyways, our last piece of news today. A little bit of uh, positive news. I want to end up with about uh, time. Uh, AEW. So there is a you know in WWE there's a position called the the gorilla position. Is this really is this is news? The, you know what? It is news. <laughs> okay, because you told me about this earlier. And uh, you know in. AEW, they call it the go position right behind the curtain, right before they come out to the crowd to say, hello, I'm wrestling tonight. Um, because that's what every wrestler says before they come yeah. out. Um, but last night, they somebody posted um, like a like you know a piece of wood that somebody made engraved with uh, Dusty's face on it. It says, in memory, uh, Virgil Reynolds, uh, a.k.a. Dusty Rhodes, the American dream, lives forever. And Cody renamed this position, not the gorilla position, 
but the death deposition, baby. You're going to go out there for AEW, baby. It's really hard to put on a plaque. Listen, baby, you're going to all go out there. You're going to do a good job for old death day. All right. That's your uh, that's your Dusty Rhodes impersonation Are they still the going to have the, um, the the death day tag classic, baby, in NXT? I, I haven't heard any indication I about wonder, it. You know, like, you know. Just have saying. a really? That's what the world needs. Another tag team tournament. Another tag team tournament with it's just to me. It yeah. was named after you know Dusty when his two. That'd be so fun, man. That's what AEW should have called it: the Dusty Rhodes Classic. The, the, the Death the Road, and they use the exact same uh, remix song. Anyways, uh, let's America. talk. Oh, sorry, he's a common man. Yeah. Anyways, uh, AEW. Let's talk about AEW this week. I know, might. Dynamite. October 16th, 2019. Age of Ultron. Avengers Age of Ultron was our movie of the week. Yeah, it was okay. We, oh, before the show. Yeah. It, that's it, the thing. Now, that, that's exactly what I'm going to take notes on. Just what was on before Dynamite. First week movie. was Suicide Squad. The, other, the next week was Guardians 2. Now, this week is Age of Ultron. I don't know, man. Age of Ultron, that's, I'll say, middling. I'll say of the middle, it's a mid-tier Marvel movie. I yeah. thought it was okay. Eh, you know, no opinion. I, it was a it was a Marvel movie. It was a Marvel movie I, that I don't really remember a whole lot. I remember there was a robot that was during a period of time and, where and I was, was kind of whatever about it, and it was voiced by the same guy who was in the fucking office. Oh, James Spader. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I th- and I think after that was Guardians. I'm not sure. Whatever. Tony Tony Schiavone. Jim Ross, Excalibur on the booth tonight, as usual, and right off the bat, we get our first match. So Callen censored versus Best Friends. SCU. SCU makes their entrance, but are attacked by the Lucha Brothers, complete with package pile driver given to Christopher Daniels by Pentagon. I called this week's go, dude. This is going to be the finals right here. Pentagon versus, or uh, Lucha Brothers versus SCU for the tag team uh, tournament. Not bad. I, I, I wouldn't be I'm just saying, it, you yeah. know, like, uh, that's what I think it is. Yeah. I, you know, I don't think it could be. It's kind of, honestly, it's kind of obvious. Daniels is stretchered out with Young Bucks and Shima out to help for some reason. You may, you didn't think it could have been the Dark Order versus Private Party in the final? No. Okay. Dan- <laughs> Scorpio Sky volunteers to replace Christopher Daniels. Chuck Taylor and Kaz start out. And Kaz still selling his back from the breakdown. I said best friends, right? Yeah, that's where I they're believe so, yeah. Yeah. Pile driver to knee strike to Kaz can't believe... <laughs> I can't believe that's a transitional move in the league. What? A pile driver to knee strike. Dude, yeah. It's fucking good. It was a great. This is a great match. I love uh, it. Yeah, it was a very it was I it was helped by the crowd. Chuck removes Sky's shoes because he doesn't have his boots and goes into biting Sky's toe. I'll catch us Ono to Matt Riddle. You know, all you all you feet fiends you know, out there. They're, they're foot fetishists out there. People have been biting and sucking toes for long before Cash Ono and yeah. Matt Riddle. Yeah. Anyways. They're the foot fucking masters. Uh <laughs> Sorry. Assisted superplex to Kaz, furthering damage of the back. This is awesome chance, which were a bit premature in my opinion. Hot tag to Scorpio Sky. He cleans house with one shoe. Chuck goes for the tope, but hits Trent by accident. Scorpio Sky then does a tope con heel on his own. Lands on his feet, goes back to the ring, and throws his other shoe. But seconds later, gets his shoe thrown back like it was a John Cena shirt. Wow. Wow. Someone said, fuck that shoe. No. They were just out of respect. Like, hey, you gave this to us. We'll give it back to you because you probably I paid always, a lot I, of money. To I always it. thought of it like um, when somebody catch when someone catches a home run from an opposing team and they throw it back, Ooh. like a sign of disrespect. But they were cheering. But I know, like they I were just, cheering for the fact that they did that. They, that's what okay. I was thinking. Uh, enormous reaction throughout this match. I, which is surprising because I thought that a stretcher would actually kill the momentum. No. Also, they, they, I kind of thought so. Like, oh, this is how we're going to start. 
They um, wanted to make SCU look like a million bucks, and they did with uh, them being yeah. you know, kind of pinned as the underdogs in this match. You know, but, Scorpio Sky not being ready to compete, quote unquote, um, who wasn't in his ring gear. Like, but, if this is WWE, he would have been in his but ring But that's gear. the thing, though, because like SoCal and Censor, the, the framing of those guys in general, they've always been, you know, heels. They call every town they go to is the worst town they've ever been they're, to. They're going to transition and, into heels. And then best friends and transition into faces, you mean, right? Oh, transition to heels during a match? SCU? Yeah, SCU. They, they're going to win. I think, in my opinion, they're going to win the tournament, and then they're going to transition into heels. Oh, so they're just going to heal it up the second they win the The tag. second they win the title. But the thing is, like, it's... They they have... They give the stretcher sympathy spot for, you know, SCU. Like, oh, this is supposed to be their moment. Now it's being cut short and blah, blah, blah. But then, yeah. So, Cal and Sister's here. Like, you're naturally making them baby faces against another pair of baby faces who are paired with the biggest baby one of the biggest baby faces of them all in orange cassidy so it got kind of out of whack because there was this point in the match where sky prevents a hug which gets booze and at this point i thought this crowd had like had no real alignment for either performer like it didn't really sit well with me for some reason. It's funny. The, ver- I, the first time I saw SCU, I didn't really watch their matches until I saw them live at APW. Yeah. At APW Uncensored. Um, and they it, they were really cool and they really won me over. But I was thinking the same thing. I was like, why is everyone cheering for them when they should be like heels? Yeah. It's it's just one of those. It's like it's one of those. Everyone cheers like, this is the worst. I'm like, it's, it's just one hey, of those things where, you come know, on, guys, I. You know, whatever gets you over, gets you over, but then this is just one of my kind of gripes, pet peeves a little bit. Like, oh, if you're a heel, you probably shouldn't be, you know, leaning on to this sort of thing, but whatever gets gets you over. But yeah, I I thought powerbomb into dropkick on Trent for the pin and rather cold win. I thought this was actually kind of abrupt. Uh, it this, seemed a little, a little fast, yeah. yeah. Uh, this match had a hot crowd, but like I said, the dynamics of it all were a bit whack, and they just booed whatever what was prevented, you know, like yeah. the hug. And it really didn't have any a- discernible... Any spots prevented, yeah. They, yeah. They, they got mad at it. Like, it had no discernible concern for what... Like, the crowd didn't really have a discernible concern for what the story was being told in the match. They just wanted to see everybody do their thing. Yeah. Which, you know, it... Whatever, whatever, you know... Was, I, it personally, I thought it was a bit disjointed. But the match but, in yeah. general? Well, yeah. Just, I thought the match was really good. No, the match was good. Scorpio Sky looked awesome. Yeah. But just the general dynamics of it of the story that was being told was a bit jarring for me. Well, I think, yeah, knowing SCU, I think they're trying to they're trying to make everyone start fresh. Yeah. In a sense, but also kind of use their indie cred for the people that do know them. I just didn't like the stretcher spot. Especially like starting in the middle, like right in the start of the show, where your crowd's the hottest after well, those fireworks. Kazarian and Scorpio Sky are the traditional tag team of SCU. Like they're, it's usually Kazarian and uh, Scorpio Sky. Yeah. Like if they're gonna tag. Well, then, then, then that, that begs to that that begs the question: What are they next round? Is Christopher Daniels gonna be? Is Christopher Daniels gonna take Scorpio Sky's spot, or do you think Scorpio Sky is just gonna like object to this? Like, hey. I'm kind of the reason why we advanced this. Why don't we ride this momentum? And it's it'll probably plant the seeds for Scorpio Sky either like breaking off on on his no, own. As, not no, no, not that. breaking out, breaking off SCU, but trying to like transition himself into a singles competitor. Mid card kind of once they get that. That's fine. There's honestly, be a title honestly, eventually. yeah, AEW does need a mid card. Yeah, um, it's because it is very top heavy. Yeah, but I think that I think that's more for. I mean, it, it could be Scorpio Sky. He's the better. I think he's the best athlete out of all three mm-hmm. of them. 
Uh, well, I mean, Kazarian's pretty athletic as well. They're all really good. They're all really good. Yeah, once I think about it, Scorpius guy maybe Christopher Daniel is probably. I want to say I don't want to say he's the least least athletic, but that's just like no. Yeah. Christopher Daniels is out of out of the three athletic out of the three. I would say Kazarian's the least, athletic but that's also say that's also like saying like. You're like bronze in the Olympics. You know what I mean? It, you're one of the highest ranked athletes in the world. Do you? Wrestlers. Anyways, let's go on. Okay. Proud and powerful. Santana Ortiz versus some jobbers. I was kind of, um, at this point, kind of a little bummed. Santana is the one who knew why. Because it was just like, I don't know. It was like another. T- I was like another tag match. Okay. Like, guess what? Dude, we- this match was, a- there was a lot of tag matches in this show. I know. I, know. I And I don't really object to that either. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me just scratch my brother here. I'm just have a little gas. Over oh yeah, here. no, it's uh, it's definitely one of those things where it's um, the match. It when it started, I like I was focusing on Santana and Ortiz because they were doing the, um, I believe they were doing kind of the Goldberg spot, um, where where they were coming out from the back yeah. and you know what's it was it Ortiz who's doing a mouth thing still and well trips me out. Yeah. Uh. So this was the match where I just figured out which who's Santana and which one's Ortiz. Santana is the one who don't have the cornrows. Okay. So That's Ortiz. Ortiz uh, is the one. Oh, so Santana is the one who bites his tongue? No, Sant- Ortiz Ortiz is the one who bites the ring. Okay. Well, okay he was so the yeah. one who had it like Tomer yeah, Hirishi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like his Tomer Hirishi. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, street Sweeper, a.k.a. an electric chair, powerbomb, pin, and win. Uh, <laughs> they got a theme song I really liked. It's like, it just, it's kind of cool, yeah. I liked it, but it definitely seemed straight out of Kendrick Lamar's trash bin. We should have um, pulled it up or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Uh, one th- thing about this is that uh, and these guys are presented as heels, but like sort of play to the crowd again, just like sort of like SCU. And um, yeah, you got Jericho on the Jeritron and calls uh, proud and powerful street thugs and pit bulls, and they want the young bucks. And and like in the midst of this Jericho promo, all I hear is Ortiz yelling, "The best, the best." The best as Jericho is saying wow. uh, is yeah. doing this promo and like their mixing was just out of whack. Um but yeah, he was uh You guys need to hire some audio people? What's up? What's I, th- up I think Ortiz just really wanted to tell us what his favorite Foo Fighter song was. The best. The oh, best. I, yeah. I get it now. Yeah, so yeah, Santana Ortiz faced the Bucks on full gear. That's That'll be something. It's really the full gear is looking like a fucking card. And I guess we'll have to have a, 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 a B show special edition for that one, right? Oh, I before, hope so. Before and after. Yeah. Insert video vignette of Cody being distant as Brandy lists out errands. Did you see this one? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brandy says they knew as a couple that Cody would be lost the second he challenges for the title, which I thought was a nice was a nice little um, story bit. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of. Ju- well, no, it kind of just shows how much they're willing to, you know, sacrifice for this company. And they're also well, yeah. He he's sacrificing for his you know his own company, and yeah. this is something he's growing and yeah. sees a future in. And she also went on to say how he's like one of the most caring people she's ever met. You know that is being said by his wife. So you know, yeah. um, uh, we get interviews from DDP, Michelle Reynolds, MJF, Jr. <clears throat> we have B roll of him being an EVP as they talk about him being driven to win and put him over as this perseverant, always busy go getter. Um, yeah. DDP, he quotes Dusty by saying the only real thing in this business is the feeling of that first ever title win. Nope, don't. Listen, baby. No. First title win, baby. It's the best feeling ever, baby. Uh, this was, honestly, like, videos like this, this was, like, straight out of, like, the Road 2 videos that we would see every Tuesday on the AEW channel. Now, I think, are replaced by AEW Dark. And, and they're definitely stuff. not acknowledging the NWA title here. 
because that's that's owned by a different company. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought this was a really cool vignette. Uh, I saw a lot of people complaining of the fact that there is a vignette. Like there was a video vignette that like I feel like they should dedicate this time to wrestling. Like, dude, this is a wrestling show, and like, this is a weekly wrestling show. You're gonna get a lot of that on this very show. What they need to do is actually, you're not really just. They're not focusing on the bigger picture. It's you an know, entertainment like, show when it boils down to it. No, and like it's a when it boils down to it, it's all builds to a pay per view, and this pay per view is full gear. And I gotta say, after this video, like. It built heat on Jer- Cody and Jericho. So, yeah. like when I first heard about that, like that was the f- when Cody and Jericho was the first thing announced for Full Gear. I thought, okay, this is gonna be a whatever match. But shows like Dynamite and sh- and stuff like this video vignette, it Build makes up, yeah, it builds it builds this thing up. And I thought they did this tremendously amongst other stuff that's going to be in this pay per view. Well, like I said earlier, rather like, um, yeah. you know, backstage random backstage segments in WWE where it's, oh, you know, like, they just happened. To, like I bet you, if this you're was WWE, sleeping with my wife. If this was Ugh. WWE, Cody and Jericho would main event that very Dynamite show. Nah. Yeah. No, I would say I would think so. But then it would end in a DQ. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I again, I am. S- yeah. Mm-hmm. Women's title match. Britt Baker. What do you think of it? The what? The, Video uh, vignette. That was cool. Yeah, I mean, it was cool. I liked it. Women's title match. Britt Baker versus Riho with a thirty-minute time limit. Riho chants before the bell, in which she enjoys very much. She like starts waving at the crowd. People really like her. I like her. I mean, I do too. But like, I I don't get why I like her. People, you because I think people want. She people, has no. She has a very. She has a very res- resilient. But no, she's very resilient. But she's also very resourceful, and which I will get into in this match. She has princess dust that she puts over everyone and puts yeah. a spell on us. Jim Ross lists Riho as ninety-eight pounds. Jesus, arm drag takedown. Arm drag to take uh, arm drag takedown to Riho. Technical wrestling to start. Riho using her size advantage to get out of Britt's holds. Britt Brit prevents a diving foot stomps. Foot stomp transitions to a sing, sling blade. Swinging fisherman neck breaker by Britt. Northern light suplex by Riho leading into a single leg crab. Britt reaches the top rope and Riho instantly goes for the double stomps to the back for a near fall. Riho goes for the double knee strike but leads to the turnbuckle but gets into the lock jaw. But Riho closes her mouth. <laughs> Here comes the airplane, Riho. Open up. And doing so, she rolls up Brit for the win and retains her title. This match was. I thought this was a pretty middling match that picked up at the end. I don't think Brit is much ready for the spotlight that she's in right now. I think they. they, I think they need to cool off on her a little bit. I think she needs to. She needs to not be in the title picture. She needs to be far away from that. I think her rivalry with Bea Priestley, as dangerous as that sounds, because you know she got concussed by her once and got a black eye the second time. Maybe you don't want to do that either. Well, but she just have a bunch of matches on because she is because Britt Baker is very green. Well, the black the black eye. I like how she didn't cover it up and she made it a point. They made a point to be like they're oh, making she, it a point because she wants to hurt her. She wants to remember it. I don't know. <gasps> Honestly, I as if you if they ha, if they want to continue that program, they need to work things out. Because I think Bea Priestley is every time you put it in the ring with Britt Baker, you it's starting to look bad. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. it's starting to look actually. Well, dangerous. this match was a little botchy as well. There were points where they were rolling yeah. around on the ground. Like I, I said, like, Britt Baker is very green, and I don't think I don't see that on Riho. Which you know, uh, she's green she, as kale. Yeah, Riho is also from Stardom. Also, that's what I learned. She is. Yeah, she. I think she's still wrestles in Stardom, right? Probably. I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, I mean, they gave her the belt, so you'd think she's exclusive. Yeah. 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 I thought Riho was amazingly over with the crowd through her likability and style. 
Princess um, dust. Like I said, res- very resourceful. She uses her size to her advantage. You know that she makes she makes people underestimate her. Yeah, uh, I just thought it was really nice. Yeah. But I don't know. I think the women's division in AEW is something that's a bit lagging so far, just due to the sheer amount of talent they actually have as of this moment. Which I'm pretty much saying, Hikaru Shida, hurry the fuck up, and she is well on her way. Um, oh, that's uh, that's the girl who lost to Riho at yeah. Okay, at, I got uh, it now. All out. Um, but I just they, I think they just need more women. You know, no, I don't think they need more women. I think they they just need to build up. They the, need a be, they need better depth. Again. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Anyways, um, it was a cool match. Hallie's uh, in that company. I keep on. There's uh-huh. still a lot. Hallie is in that company. I just realized that. Like, why isn't she? Where is she? Oh, Allie, oh. Allie, Impact, Ali Elite. <laughs> yes, Elite. Wow, wow, wow. Jurassic Express versus Lucha Brothers. Minus uh, Sans uh, Luchasaurus, like yes. you said earlier. Unfortunate set of circumstances for this Jurassic Express team, as Luchasaurus, as we uh, as we mentioned earlier in the news, suffered a non-contact thigh injury, uh, which is yeah, which is a yeah, <laughs> which is pretty much a torn hamstring. This or maybe happened. he was doing push-ups on the stairs again. Yeah, like I saw him doing that one time. Yeah, ooh, ooh. maybe that's Luchasaurus right now. Lucha Bros entering as Ronin Warriors. Obscure reference, I know. And if that pyro is any indication, are the heavy favorites. Was that Ronin Warriors? I thought they were just like giant golden and silver cockroaches. Yeah. Like, no, they oh. look like silver and gold samurai from X-Men. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's a gold samurai. No, there's a silver whatever. samurai, but yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. So it's Lucha Brothers versus Mrs. Thompson's third grade class, but in true fashion, this had all the Marco spots, lots of Hurricane speed, and plenty of hope spots, and flossing. Started this, out with the flossing. It this, started out with Marco yeah. and Penta, and I was like, "Damn, that's that's funny." I fucking like, hate flossing so much. I it's it, no, and that got boos from the crowd. Which, like, yeah, no, I'd boo that too. I'd boo it too. Yeah, uh, I can see a bunch of people being so butthurt seeing Pentagon selling for Marco stunt, and I'm all for it. Well, I the, really like the way the, they were doing the move. Oh yeah, the way they were doing. The they move. were absolute pro- Lucha Bros were absolute pros in this. They match. were using Marco like they were throwing him around, and he was using his momentum. He wasn't, you know, doing yeah. chokes. Like he wasn't like the hurricane in fucking WWE back this, in the day. Yeah, this he was, wasn't doing choke slams. He I, was legit. Be, but it was believable. Yeah, like to reiterate on Brian Alvarez's point, he made on his show, ah. I, like he said that as much hate Marco Stunt gets, the stu- his offense at the very least, at the very least, makes sense. He uses his everything to make to um, you know, to uh, to uh, make a good match. Yeah, no, not even make a good match, just to have a- any type of a offense be- believability. He has a very believability, like. Yeah, factor to him where you know he uses Hurricane Rana's. He can just throw himself at an opponent because he that is just enough for you know to get somebody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nando's kick to Jungle Boy. Phoenix gets the tag. Gets pump kicked. Phoenix with the Inziguri to an arm drag. And this is a point where we went to commercial, and I only saw this after the fact. But during the picture in picture, Pentagon he grabs he straight up grabs Marco Stunt. By the wayside, and then he just tosses he just tosses him across the ring, only to be super kicked by Phoenix. And Did he I'm pull like, him up by his hair at one point too. I, th- I gotta look. I gotta look at it again because I only saw it once, and it was after the fact. I think but that then, happened to Bully. Ray. That happened by to him by Bully Ray. At, okay. all in. Remember? Oh yeah. Remember the first battle royal? That's true. That, um, yeah, where he was going out and he Bully Ray was trying to pull they him back this in during a commercial. By his hair, man. I, that's the thing. And T- so I watch. I hate it. it. I hate it. I watch in the TNT. No, I only hate it because I can't see it because I'm I'm on the TNT app, 
And so it just it just goes to automatic browser in browser commercials. So yeah. yeah. Um Marco Stunt kicks out of a pump handle driver from Pentagon. Yes, that's true. He kicked out of a pump handle pile driver. He's on all that might. Yeah. He's mighty mouse. I love <laughs> mighty mouse guy. I love it. Also in that match, I love the fact that there was recurring tension between Aubrey Edwards and Pentagon. Aubrey Edwards gets in everybody's face. Yeah, but no, but especially with she Pentagon. Don't take no shit. Like it might be the first will they, won't they? Ooh. For AEW. I would ship Aubrey Edwards and Pentagon. I, w- I would like it. Just that would, you know. No, no. Aubrey Edwards is a professional, goddammit. Yeah, Never mind. I'm not I'm that. sorry. I'm sorry I put that evil on everybody. Anyways. Uh honestly, they're they're just committing child murder on stunt throughout the commercial break. <laughs> yeah. Hot but hot tag to Joker Jack Perry, cleans house, double flips double flips to Phoenix to a near fall. Zero mercy to stunt for Jake the Perry. Pe- huh? Jake. Uh I heard Jack. I know. It's Jake? Yeah. All right. Well, blame blame I mean, me Excalibur sure or Jim Ross. Uh, it was Jim Ross. But yeah, they did a zero mercy to stunt for the pin and win. Absolutely gutsy performance from the Jungle Kids. They made lemonades out of a shitty situation and get well soon, Luchasaurus. What do you think of the match? Um, it was good. And they worked with what they had. What uh, do you think of Marco it, oh, Stunt? It is Jack Perry. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. You uh, stand corrected. What I do you think of Marco Stunt? he's good like i said he uses his momentum to for his offense so i think it's believable and i like it and yeah i don't know they like there's nothing people really get really really butthurt over then like, that's, their, that's, their their own issue. that's their own issue I it's mean, most but it's also mostly just from older traditional <coughs> jim Cornette. um you can't have that just, yeah he uh, tweeted that this is a wor- he said, worst match ever yeah and Honestly, I, know, I remember yeah. seeing. I remember seeing hearing this conversation. I somebody prominent within the wrestling media, where they talked to a bunch of kids. Well, it's not. It was more of just like they ran a study of like what kids gravitate towards. It wasn't necessarily a focus group, but it was just more themselves. Well, yeah, sort of. But then, yeah, kids seem to gravitate more towards the smaller looking, you know. Performers, yeah, Rey Mysterio, Marcos. AJ Lee was really, really huge to little girls. Yeah, I can see that. Um, And uh, hell, I can see Darby Allen being one of those too. Oh, to like the misled, you know, that kid. Hey, he looks like me. He's a that's a wrestler like me. I'm a guy like me. Did you ever see the? uh, Remember the Turtle Kid? No, he's like from Portland, Oregon. Is from anyways. They could be the same guy. Anyways, let's. uh, but yeah, I yeah, I like Marcos Nunn. Cool. God bless him. He's a nice guy. nice little kid. Yeah. Have you seen him live? How no, is he that small? Oh, I did see him Didn't live. Didn't you see him live? Yes, I, I did. Saw him live. He is really small, but he got injured in that match and and a lot of the match happened on the outside and I didn't get to see a whole lot of him. Mm. So, that's one thing that bugs me about uh matches like that where it's uh you get to go to a match and it's definitely like fighting in the crowd and you can't really see shit and like, mm. uh, that's GCW for it. Pack and John Moxley versus Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Every, I, everyone's theme song kicks so much fucking ass. I don't like Kenny Omega's theme song. Um, oh, but at the, before the match I started, before the match song. started, I was like, Jesus fucking Christ! Another tag match. Like well, was, I knew this was coming, but literally, when I got the match is good. I got, I was into the match. You didn't think? Did you do not go through the like everything they advertise ahead of time? They advertise all the matches ahead of time. You could have known. Uh, you no, what was the second tag this. match? What was the second tag match? The uh, last one. It was Luchasaurus and uh, no, no, Lucha the, Bros. What was the first tag match? SCU versus Best Friends. Okay. 
There are two singles matches in this okay. show. Anyways, let's continue. Yeah, no, a lot of tag match. I I'm all for it because it benefits people who probably would have folded in a oh, singles uh, match. Oh, Santana and Ortiz. I mean, I know that they need to get them over and they need to showcase them, but yeah, that was barely a match. That was that was just there. That was just for them. That was a vanity piece. Yeah, yeah. Moxley answered promo. Forgot what he said. Was too busy rocking my head back and forth to his music. Also because it was really loud. Uh, happy birthday chance for Kenny. Happy birthday, Kenny. They ignored it. But. He's he's 36 years old. Aww. Can you imagine that? What a kid. Young like, guy. I know the I know what the saying, you peak at wrestling when you're 40, but man, like he's not getting any younger. Dude, he just had like two seven or three seven star matches and he's been IWGB champion already. This dude's fucking peaked. Like let's let's not say that I don't I, okay yeah he's already peaked but then that's but then that's a that's a negative connotation you're just implying that he's not going to go better can continue yeah. but I don't think it'll I don't, you know yeah. anyways Bryce Rems, Bryce Remsburg calls Kenny and Mox legal because as they were brawling it was like oh these guys are beating up all right fuck it these are the guys they're starting I guess they brawl Guitar Crusher to pack 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 whatever I'm gonna say pack yeah at this go, point go for it Page falls back. Back first onto the apron, which looked horrifying. Like how that man continues to walk after that amazes me. Page misses the buckshot lariat to Mox, but rebounds with a clothesline lariat. Tags to Pac and Omega. These guys are so freaking fast. Uh, not enough said. Not enough is said about Kenny's "You Can't Escape" and the absolute f- speed of his flips. I saw this in the Janela Dark Match, and I'm seeing this. Like I don't know how he does it. He that dude is a his athleticism just. I can talk all day about it. Snapdragon suplexes for everyone. Terminator Tope, that's what I call it, to, to Pac. Suicide dive by Mox, ending with Paige doing a top rope moonsault. Buckle bomb into a forearm strike to power bomb to a standing shooting star on Pac for a two count. Everyone is just getting their shit in. This match yeah, is just yeah. going a mile a minute. Springboard cutter to Omega from Pac. Tope suicida from Paige to Pac. Uh, Tupac. Face off between Omega and Mox. Exchange strikes ending with a clothesline. So I need a soundboard. Huh? When you say Tupac, we need a soundboard. So I'd just be like, Tupac, come with me. Yeah, Hail Mary. Uh, then the barbed wired bats and brooms are out. Oh, Kenny. This brought this brought an enormous reaction. Mox tells Bryce to fuck off. And before they hit each other, Pac protects his record and prevents Mox doing? from hitting Omega. What are you doing, mate? We're going to get disqualified. What? You can't, we can't do this, mate. Uh,. Uh, Mox tells Pac to fuck off, flips his middle fingers to Pac, and gives him the paradigm shift and leaves to his own volition. Buckshot Lariat, V-Trigger, Deadeye, all on Pac, pin, win. They kick the shit out of Pac. And this was his first pinfall loss. In the company, Good. which hey, they it's a tag they, match, so it's a tag match. It'll be overall not it's, in a singles, you know. But record. then even then, they protected the hell out of that guy. They and did. They still did. They still did. This match was every bit of what I imagined this pair would be, and it was just a bunch of dudes getting their shit in in full rhythm. And I thought it was great television. I cannot fucking wait for Omega versus Moxley in full gear. Uh, you put on top of that with the Rhodes Jericho and the Santana Ortiz Bucks match, like it's shit. gonna be a good show. I. It's really justifying its $50 price point, honestly. They're definitely going to kick it into full gear. This is AEW Dynamite. Uh, I'm Michael Vergara. This is B-Show. I'm just kidding. But yeah, motherfucking Pac and Mox, they're facing each other next week. Because of the flip-off. This is, this is really This setting, is what I fucking love about this. This is setting Mox into like the ultimate tweener. 
Yeah. Um, this is going to transition him into the baby face. I mean, everyone is just kind of. You can make an argument that Omega is also the heel in this if you forgot about uh, Fighter Fest. Remember, he attacked Moxley post match against that match against Janela. So, really, what I really love, and it's really in the running for rivalry of the year, in my opinion, with uh, Omega and Moxley, is that it's very competitive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, you get the, yeah, you get like a bunch of like you have these beatdowns, but then it, I just really have these sense that these guys, they're diametrically opposed. It's gonna end in a handshake. You think so? Yeah, it's gonna end like they're someone's gonna beat someone, or they're gonna go a couple matches and then eventually. I see Mox winning this, by the way. And then he's and then he's going he's going to for Jericho's title, and I think he's gonna be the one taking the title off Jericho. It real honestly, it Moxley is the end game. For the like, as far as I'm concerned, with that title, yeah, it's not, it's not Hangman Page, definitely not, and it shouldn't be, you know, no, not now at least. Um, but with um, but then it makes you begs the question: What do you do with Omega after Moxley? He's fucking vice president. He'll he'll be fine. He'll eventually get it. He'll hear the battle cry. I love that song. That song is awesome. And I lost my page. Uh, now a- I have to reload it again. AEW, AEW a Dynamite is a television show that they Stay show tuned. on TNT every Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, main event, AEW World Title Match, a Philadelphia Street Fight, Darby Allen versus Chris Jericho. Fun match. Chris Jericho is your champion. Darby shreds himself into the ramp with a skateboard. Jericho, <laughs> gnarly. Jericho, ent- well, he's not exactly tubular gnarly. He's just <laughs> like, I'm just rolling with my skateboard down this ramp. That's his theme song. I'm half dead. Do you know the reason why he considers himself half dead? He it's actually pretty. It's in the Chris Van. It was an interview he did with Chris Van Vliet. It's actually kind of a sad story. Yeah. He was on the passenger side of his. His uncle was driving drunk. He was on the passenger side. Uh, they crashed. Yeah. He died. He didn't. Oh, that sucks. So, um, yeah, that's sad. Anyways. I got a skateboard and now I'm here on the ramp going for the world title match. Yeah. Jericho enters as the pain maker. Shades of um, the same makeup he wore at Dominion New Japan against Okada. Yeah. Which I don't. Which was also still the only man to have ever kicked out of the Judas effect. Which I think is really weird how he's still doing the pain maker thing in another company. But then this is. It's Jericho. And the pain It's Jericho. He can do, what, he can do know, whatever he wants. I guess. And, we only, and it's only called pain maker because we call it pain maker. No, he, it says it on his Titantron. Oh, that's true. It says pain maker. I mean, you know, it's Jericho. He can do whatever yeah, the I, he wants. Yeah, I know. Uh, honestly, though, like him in this makeup and the spikes uh, spikes on his leather jacket. I fucking hate the makeup. I, I, I'm a big fan of it. Ugh. He's just, I think, no, it's because it's just so ridiculous. And then, like, complete with the, the pyro, I thought he went full final boss mode. He looked, I really, I look, I really liked it. Yeah. JR likes Jericho shirt and wonder where he, I wonder where he got one of those shirts. Which <laughs> can, can be, well, that's a very good question, JR, com. <laughs> and I love that Tony, like he could see through that bullshit. I'm like, never change Jr. <laughs> like it's like Jr.'s just he's he's the grandpa that is just trying he's, his hardest. He's, he's still okay. At he's his good job. at what he does. He's definitely not what but he was 20 just, years ago. There are some things he says. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, okay, eight, I just want to say point to the AEW Dark. Sunny Kiss comes out. Fucking Sunny Kiss gets a huge pop. Huge pop. And then Jr. just JR doesn't was, know what to do with Jr. It. Goes. He doesn't uh, know what to do with him. He's like, uh, well, uh, if Shivani was here, I could see him really liking Sunny Kiss, right? Am I, you know, like, Excal- and then you see Excalibur with like, a deer in the headlights, no. like, Ooh, I don't know, man. Easy there, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> kind um, of, yeah. 
Alan forces Jericho out of the ring and suicide dives into Jericho. Alan has a way of doing the dive, how he lands his feet, which always looks impressive to me. Yeah. Tony says Alan only has four years of in-ring experience, which is insane to me, even for a 22-year-old, which is also fucking insane. Uh, Jericho gets a kendo stick. It's all him at this point. Alan is selling this real well, garnering sympathy to the crowd. Darby attempts a Fujiwara armbar to a walls of Jericho, but Alan reaches for the ropes and surprisingly... Well, not really surprisingly. It was just sort of a miscommunication of the rules. Aubrey calls for the ropes. Um, this got a lot of boos because people, like, there were chants of, this is a street that's no, a street I thought No, I thought they said on commentary that... that, that it's out for the safety. This was on commentary, but then you can't... When you're li- when you're there live, they yeah, don't understand yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So there was a bit of just... There was... Again, this is another week where people are just going to complain about the rules of AEW. Oh, this company's going to shit. Look at this. Fucking... On, like, just like hell in the cell, Guys, right? This here. is their third show. Okay. All right. Like Come on. no, no, no. I'm just I'm I'm playing into your hand. It's just that it's their third show. They'll they'll figure it out. Yeah. And I know like people people you need to get your shit together this fast and this fast and this fast. Like I I don't know. I it I didn't really bother me. Yeah, it's fine. Um but where am I in this world? Yeah, so the commentary says the ref can call to break the submission out of safely safety for the athletes in a street fight. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. This, again, another week where people complain about the refs. I think it was okay. Jericho gets gaffer taped to tie Allen's hands, and I thought this is where the match takes it takes it to its next level. Yeah. Because so far at this point, I thought it was just a, your standard Well, because then Allen's doing all and the, brawl. He's doing all spots with you know yeah. his hands taped. So, yeah. the being get Getting gaffer taped tied to Allen's hands, that doesn't stop Allen. He does a suicide dive, flip, moonsaults to Jericho for a near pinfall. Jericho gets Allen's skateboard and power bombs him into it. The skateboard doesn't even break, so... Oh. That probably doesn't feel great. Yeah. Allen sets up for the coffin drop, but is punched by Jack Hager and is plummeted into the walls. Jericho calls for the bell. So, like, because he couldn't even, ta- he can't even tap anyway. And I don't think it was verbal. Yeah. I think it was. I think he was just out. He was probably not. He was probably passed out. That's probably what it we was. We got to review the tape, honestly, because there is a difference tape. between him, because I don't think it's, well, I don't think it's good for Darby's character for him to yell out that he gives up. No, I think it's better for him to pass out. And I think. But then I also remember. I think Aubrey was just he. She just called it. I think that's what I think that's yeah. probably could have been another thing too. She yeah. called it for the safety of Darby Allen in a street fight. What the hell? What the, the fuck do you think is going to happen? The safety, man. The safety. Yeah, whatever. He could die. Yeah. No. Yeah. Jer- actually, Darby. Oh, he's half dead, so he could. Ha- he can only. He can only half die. Yeah. He calls himself. Hey, that's what he said. He sees his words, not mine. With not much time left for the show, oh yeah, Jericho wins. With not much time left for the show, Jericho and the rest of the inner circle come out with champagne, and it's only called champagne, and he doesn't call it anywhere else, and that means we are out of time. Kind of an abrupt finish, but you know, I thought it was a really good show. I hate their shirt. The inner circle? It's stupid. Where can you get that fine shirt? Shopaew.com, <laughs> which is just pro wrestling tees. You know, like you know whose shirt I really like, but I kind of don't want to wear because of all the American Cody America. Rhodes. Yeah, Which like one? he has a really good American. The, There's like, a new American. one. Yeah, that new the one, black looks, and white one. Oh, not the black and white one. It's just this. It's kind of faded looking. Yeah, it kind of looks like the Ramones, kind of right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I don't know. It's black. I, don't, I can't really. Really. That's one reason why I don't like wearing his. Uh, I have his original American Nightmare Bullet Club shirt. I'm like uh, American yeah. Nightmare, red, white, and blue guns. Uh, yeah, but this one's a, this one looks. But then this one looks pr- pr- really good. Like just yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking, but I saw. It. I really want to get it. I don't know. Yeah, save up for it one day. I'm gonna save my allowance every week. 
How much do you make every week? Uh, my mom oh. gives me $5. Oh, man. That's a month. Anyways. That's more than a month. Let's continue on I, to... Uh, well, what would you think of the show? It was a good show. I mean, it was a good show overall. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's... Decent, good TV. Entertaining. I could have done with more promos, maybe. Uh, there, I mean, okay, that's not fair. That's unfair. There was a, there was actually a lot. There was a, there was actually a lot that built up on Full Gear. If anything, my main takeaway of this show is that Full Gear is going to be a fucking awesome show. Yeah, and they had video promos to um, back up the lack of in ring promos. Oh, and I forgot to mention um, the Cody Rhodes vi- video vignette. The last line, MJF, he says. The match, Cody Rose and Chris Jericho, that is going to be the day a legend is born. And, and then they give you just enough time for you to sink in what MJF meant by that line. Yeah. And he's going to help Cody win. And uh, sure they, they're going to be best friends forever. And yeah. I like your optimism. And happily ever after. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong, Corey? Possibly go wrong. Possibly I go wrong. Possibly. Anyways. AW, I really liked it. Let's continue on. <laughs> and I feel like I'll say that a lot. I hope I keep on saying it. NXT, Full Sail University. Oh, it's right. It's there. It's, it's still, still there. Th- it's still there. Well, for the time being, we uh, we started off with uh, Tommaso Ciampa versus Angel Garza. Uh, Ciampa estimated to be out one year, but actually uh, back in after only seven months, he uh, got them John Cena, uh, HGH in him. Um, probably the stem cell or whatever. Uh, actually, Ciampa comes out manhandling Garza, giving him uh, the type of match he couldn't he couldn't even really expect to be in because Angel Garza never wrestles in those types of matches. Uh, but he really is throwing him outside the ring, uh, into the ring, steps into the barricade, kind of reminiscent of him and Gargano's match uh, when they had the street fight. You know, just like lights. Poetry, them. you know. Yeah. Uh, we do have a missile drop, or sorry, a Shattered Dreams dropkick to Ciampa's left leg, uh, his like inner thigh. Which you know it looked like didn't he have like thigh injuries before at one point? I don't know. I didn't watch the match. Uh, uh, Champa then stomps down on Garza's pants uh, after taking him off. So yeah, what did you think of that spot? Because apparently that was they, him being a face, but like being you know crazy. I'm still crazy. That's how you read it because I remember because the commentary from what I've heard, the commentary was bringing up his Garza's Mexican nationalism. And they kind of saw that, and then there were people interpreting those pants as pretty much the Mexican flag. I think that and was they, a and bad coincidence at that point. You thought you think it was just a coincidence? I think that thing was. A coincidence. I, I think because I mean, people I, were calling it like I, I heard people calling it like tone deaf and just problematic in general. Oh, considering da- how I, I could definitely see that the fact that nobody saw that, and the, I don't think the spot going out there was meant to be like the, the fact that. Garza has been doing the pants thing. It's like yeah. what he does to. But it was pretty much the Mexican flag. But then he's yeah yeah. yeah. That it was, it, it it was is, very tone. It deaf. is very tone deaf. Yeah, I agree at that point. Um, but the spot, if it was you know separate pair of pants, you would have expected better in NXT, in my opinion. Yeah, would you? Kinda. Still WWE. I mean, they did. I mean, they did have a you know a small dick joke last week. Uh, Champa then uh, throws the pants in Garza's face, draping TDT to Garza, pin and the win after the match. The Undisputed Era come out and they surround the ring. Uh, Champa waiting in the ring with his chair and a crutch in hand. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly actually walks over to the commentary booth and throws a USB drive at Marl Ronaldo and says, <laughs> you, uh, you may want to look at this. Oh my God. And that's when the Undisputed Era leaves. After commercial break, uh, the clip, it was, uh, it was cleared for us to view uh, by the backstage booth. So we can see it. It was a video clip of the Undisputed Era taking out the Velveteen Dream, who's going to be out. I guess he actually has an actual injury, and they're trying to cover it up. Um, but no, no one's saying anything. 
but he's expected to be out a very long time is what they're saying. On they the said show. on the show that the dream will sleep on it. So that's a great line. You know, honestly, <laughs> he was laying, he was laying into, it looked like they, uh, Roderick threw him off the truck in the back. Jesus. So, um, yeah. So then they're not gonna have a match next week per expected, but at the end of the mat, at the end of the show, we'll find out who Roddy's facing next week. Uh, then we have Lorcan and Birch versus Imperium, which was a fucking great match. I heard nothing but good things about this. Uh, Birch and Eichner start the match. Birch and Lorcan, probably one of the best tag teams in WWE. Pretty, pretty solid and pretty fluid. Uh, double springboard moonsault of Lorcan by Eichner, followed by a kick out. Uh, the end of the match had a European bomb, which is the power bomb European uppercut uh, combo to Lorcan, uh, pinned by Bartel on Lorcan, and the pin and the win. Um, no um, Alexander Wolf or Alexander Wolf. As uh, Nigel was calling him, I mean, he's in a he's that's the thing. If he's going to be called Wolf, then they're call, then he should be called Walter. They do call him Walter, right? Okay, I think Nigel does. I think he just does. It's like his quirk. Oh man! Um, <laughs> but it was a great match, nonetheless. Uh, both teams, I think, really are bringing up the tag division now with the lack of tag teams there. I mean, you have the undisputed era, but who else do you really have in that? I mean, tag look division? who they're competing against. The Street profits are gone. They're at Raw now. That's true. So, I mean, fuck. Who do you have down there? Yeah. You have uh, Ever Rise. <laughs> Ever Rise. <laughs> Jackson Riker just dragging. Yeah. Them last week. The, we have the fucking forgotten, forbidden, whatever they are, uh, sons. So, yeah, after this, we have a Johnny Gargano video package saying he is the heart. He has more heart than anybody else. Okay, good, because I forgot this guy existed. Yeah. Which is a real goddamn shame, because remember when I said when he had that takeover match, the two out of three falls, and I like... Well, everybody's coming back. People are coming. Ciampa's coming back. Balor's coming back. And they just have to hold off. They've had too much of him in the main event scene. He's not going anywhere. He's NXT for life. So (sighs) they have a t-shirt now, NXT for life. Great. Gargano. Because he's standing there. That's wh- really cool. He's wearing his brand new shirt standing next to Kathy Kelly. Uh, she wants to ask him what he thinks about Tommaso Ciampa being back in NXT. And he says he doesn't know what to think until he sees him face to face. DIY back together. Unless, unless That's he, what's going to happen. Unless Johnny Gargano wins. Unless I win the championship and nope. the champion just goes behind me and then he just hugs me and that well, all is forgiven. Like yeah. that one time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they're go, they're, they're going to they're gonna rejoin us. That's DIY, still my dude. match of the year, by the way. DIY is coming back. Yeah. DIY is coming back. Because they got a, for the tag team division? Yeah. That I'm for Makes it. Makes sense. I'm actually kind of for it. Yeah. Um, after this, we have Io Shirai versus Caden Carter. They had a match. Caden uh, Carter, we saw her a couple weeks ago. She's the like first. She's the blonde. She has the blonde dreads. I mean, cornrows from right? the Philippine Islands. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I didn't think she was from. I thought she. I thought they, they said it. They said the. They said it last time she was there. Didn't they bill her from USA in the May Young Classic? Yeah, forget about it. Anyways, um, Io Shirai wins with her missile moonsault. Is what I call it because that she fucking shoots back. That's a face. That's a face finishing maneuver. What that that really. That's interesting. The missile moonsault. Uh, after the match, uh, Shirai gets the mic, says, not Rhea, not Bianca. Shayna is mine. Really disappointed in the fans at this point because they started wetting her at this point. Uh, it's Florida. Yeah, I guess. Uh, out comes Rhea Ripley. She says, oi, last week uh, Bianca opened her mouth, and next week I'll get to shut it. EO, if you ever spit my name out of your mouth again, I'll shut yours too, mate. Very good. I, I was working on that for the last two hours right before you got here. Cool. Thank you. With my dialect coach. Uh, then we have a Boa pre-recorded uh, promo. Did in, they want him too? 
well, he was in his native dialect, so of course they did. <laughs> oh my god! Um, I don't know if it was Cantonese or Mandarin. I don't want. I don't know exactly because there's no language called Chinese. That's, everyone knows. People I'm sorry. Know. What? <laughs> there's no language called Chinese. Oh, there's either Cantonese or Mandarin, and then there's like 50 other dialects that people are like, I don't know what the hell that is. And people get really mad if you get you know mistaken. In so I don't know, you know what it's his native dialect. I don't know which one it was. So fair enough. Um, fans are wedding him. I don't know what he said because I don't speak the language. Then Kathy Kelly is on the NXT Tower with William Regal. Uh, he says, Velveteen Dream. Wait, did they really call it the NXT Tower? No, I, I call it that. Okay. Uh, Velveteen Dream will be out for a while, but Roderick Strong will defend his title next week against the winner of Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic. Oh, I must my go God. I must go now. I must go. But no, uh, we find out. We'll find out in a minute, though. Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic. What can I say? I have been saying this. For is at this point I saw this show? Is that the point? Weeks and weeks I've been saying this. Good, good, athletic, big man. But Jesus Christ, big boy doing big things. Exactly. Yeah. Um, big boys. Doing cool, big the, I really like the cool vertical suplex spot to Dijakovic. This was very much a reserved level than their previous matches because you know the finish. Yeah. Uh, where he was, uh, he tried to get him up three times to do the uh, vertical suplex. He eventually hits it on Dijak. Uh, Dijak has Lee in an electric chair, and Lee reverses it into a poison rana. I thought that looked really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was really impressive for the two guys this size to do it. It, You know, it was two guys that size, so it was just gravity coming down. Yeah. Uh, and then out comes Roderick Strong, and he takes out both men with his title. He, you know, he wants to make sure nobody wins, so nobody earns an opportunity at the NXT North American title. As much as I hated this, fin- as much as I think this finish was disappointing, also, Morrow was fucking pissed at this. Oh, God damn it! That was Why does it have to end this way? Why does this have to happen to me? <laughs> No, but God damn it! I need my CBD pills. God damn it! I had a I was betting on Keith Lee, and now he hit him first. <laughs> exactly how it sounded like. Wow. And no, and like as much as I like thought was disappointing in that finish, I kind of liked that Roderick. And more I think about it, I kind of liked the fact that Roderick Strong did this because it's definitely like. It's one of those things that you ever it like. It plays into his character too. It plays into his character and the fact that he's like such Dumb. a little. He's a little kid who just doesn't think things through. Yeah, exactly. He, like he, he reacts. We all know who kids like who just automatically just have no idea of the consequences of their actions. Yeah, and that was you me. see his reactions. That was me. And then yeah. And then after the match, William Regos, who's still <laughs> Jesus Christ. You see, if we had in a, a video podcast, people would know. He said. You know, Roderick Strong, you think you're going to get out of the match, but no. Next week, you will be in I'm, I'm a showing match. a... Okay, first of all, listener, I'm showing Corey a you're picture giving, of William Regal's face when he's doing... You're when giving he's me inspiration. In the tower. I need that to be my background. <laughs> um, you will face in a triple threat match, Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic. This needs to be in the thumbnail. By the way, this needs to be. Roderick is winning that match next week. Of course he is. The he's, two men are going to take each other out. Yeah. Makes sense. It makes complete sense. But... You know, keep it going. Keep the title on him. I'm sorry. I just love this picture. So, uh, damn it's it. Awesome. Can you make the thumbnail? Can you? No, just replace it. We'll talk about it. Okay. <laughs> uh, then we have uh, Matt Riddle versus Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed. Fucking good. He looks good, man. He's a big boy. I like Another him. big boy. He's big, but he's not like, uh, he's more plump than like massive. I like him. Um, the end of the match had a bro Derek to Reed, followed by the pin and the win. I did like the beginning of the match. That sign of respect with the fist bump you know, between two men. It just shows NXT is willing to do face versus face matches. Yeah. 
Well, they, I mean, main roster kind of, you get your ricochets versus your Apollo Crews kind of thing. It was a rehab match for Matt Riddle. Um, I, coming out of this draft, I really was kind of hoping if there was any main roster call up that I wish would happen, I was hoping Matt Riddle would go to Raw under the tutelage of Paul Heyman because I feel like he would be a guy who would be, Not who yet. would know how to use Matt Riddle to, yeah. like real well. Yeah. I have faith in Paul Heyman to do that. I mean, granted, Raw as of right now isn't really drawing much inspiration, even though the draft roster, yeah, they got a they got a lot of people that, if done right, this can be SmackDown 2003. Which not to say SmackDown 2003 is completely perfect. There's plenty of shit that went down during that era, but I digress. I want my main point is what what is there for Matt Riddle at this point? Like He'll be NXT go, champion go, eventually. Like go back to the North American Championship. No, NXT champion. NXT. He's like that, just that, down that, the line. Yeah. But then I, how? How know. is he gonna? But he lost to Adam Cole like square, oh, fair and square. I don't know, dude. He's kind of lost. <laughs> He's very much lost. That's why I was thinking. Uh, that's why I was kind of just hoping that loss to Adam Cole really was his write off. Um, Shit, see, I'm I'm that mad about it. <laughs> but then we move on to Kushida. He's uh he's getting cast put on. That triggered me. I'm sorry, Kushida. Because as somebody who has broken their wrist before, ah. and then him being shown an X-ray of said wrist, and then you could see his like he he was very happy seeing that. It's just like his you you, you know what Kushida looks like. He just has that automatic smile face. Yeah. It's like, mm. yeah. and uh, him looking at that like, oh, this is your wrist. It's been broken in forty different places. You are gonna be out for. Seven to ten years. And he's just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have the return of Tegan Knox. That's not real, by the way. That's not that's not really his prognosis of the injury. Just oh, like, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, Tegan Knox has returned. Speaking of like extensive injuries. She looks older. She like she had her, What? She, I thought she looked great. No, not older in a bad way. I need to rephrase that. It, it's she looks haggard. She just looks like shit. When she started, she, she went through like, 40 cigarettes. How old is she? She's like 20, right? I don't know. She like went through her like teenage to adult transition. It's just like a lot of people do when, when they start wrestling that young. Um, she looks like, you know, a little taller, a little bit more leaner, and a little bit more longer in the face. Kind of like lost the baby fat in her face. I mean, that's just how it goes for people. people. Like, like <laughs> no, like for, look at fucking, look at Dean Ambrose. Look, oh, Dean Ambrose. Look at John Moxley. Look at uh, Tommaso Ciampa. When you get injured, you fucking live in that gym. Yeah. Tegan Knox is 24 years old. Okay, wow. she's young. Um, and then, uh, so they have a match, her and Tainara Conti, or Tainara, sorry, no last name anymore. Um, she she beats her with the Shining Wizard. Um, after the match, Kathy Kelly asks Tegan, how does it feel? But out comes Shayna Baszler and the horsewomen. She comes out, and she did say one really good line. She says, Tegan, (laughs) you're running out of limbs to rehab. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, that's Mara. (laughs) Oh, God, that's a good one, Shayna. Um, I thought it was pretty good. I like, and then and then her music hits and she walks away. I mean, it was it was a good line. You see, like Dakota Kai, just like, oh, oh yeah, Dakota Kai. Oh. She's like, no. Oh. She's like, why now? You why? might as well break in her legs again. Uh, both of them. Oh. That's not that's not what Dakota Kai sounds like. Uh, then uh, after all night being promised, Finn Balor will be here with a with, not be there, but he'll have a special message. They just said Finn Balor said next week I'll be there because I'm Finn Balor. Oi. I don't know why I have an Australian accent, but I do. Uh, uh, he, he, did you see his Instagram account? Of course you did. Well, him with his wife. With his wife and, and Veronica de la Garra. What do you call it? And uh, per, uh, alpacas. La, oh, I was going to say llamas, but yeah. He completely shaved his head. 
Yes, he he fucking looks like Baron Corbin, a smaller no, Baron Corbin. Oh no, he just. I like, think so. He looks like some dude you would see in fucking like uh, well, coffee just, shop early in the morning. No, he looks coffee. like he looks like a a, a soccer hooligan. That dude looks like a soccer yeah. hooligan. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't like I don't like his look. I like it. I, we'll see what happens. It makes him. He it makes him. He might as well be the third um, member of the Lorcan and Birch team. We'll see how he comes out when his that would actually, that would actually He'll probably be a pretty have a match fucking next cool week, team, guessing. though. That'd be a pretty Lorcan, Birch, and Balor. Yeah. Lorcan, Birch, and Balor. Hey. Lorcan, Birch, and Balor. Hey. hey. Lorcan, Birch, and Balor. That's their theme song. And then we have uh, Boa versus Killian Dane. Uh, this is nothing. Yeah. This is uh, nothing. <laughs> Killian Dane wins by submission after the modified abdominal stretch. Uh, then we have our main. I don't know why I wrote Pete Dunn versus Killian. Pete Dunn versus. Because uh, they had an interaction with Priest, each other. Um, Damian Priest. That's right. Because he had Pete interaction. Dunn. As he was coming down in the ring, Killian Dane was like, ooh. And <laughs> Pete Dunn was like, ooh. That's, 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 that's every one of the European talent in WWE. They all talk like, ooh. Well, no, and then we have like Pac, who's like, ooh. Yeah, no, and then you have uh, Pete Dunn, who's like, o- ooh. And Will Ospreay's like, oh, yeah. And then you have uh, Tyler Bate, who's like, ah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's how everybody talk in Britain talks. Trent Seven, who's like, <laughs> again, what's his name? Chris Cage. I love you, Chris Cage. <laughs> again, Chris Cage is like, fuck you guys. He's fucking wank as my. Um, but no, we move on to our main event: Pete Dunn versus Damian Priest. That was a good match. Honestly, on, on paper, I was shrug- I was shrugging my shoulders at this, but I this match was actually pretty good. Uh, the end of the match, though, I really liked it. Um, Frankensteiner back and forth between the two, uh, or Frankensteiner to a sit down choke slam to Dunn. Uh, back and forth between the two men. But Priest goes for a stormbreaker type move. Dunn attempts the reverse, reverse with a finger break. The two men struggling in the corner with wrapped up in the ref. Low blow to Pete Dunn. Fans are pissed. Uh, mm. The reckoning to Dunn followed by the pin and the win. Um, so, yeah, Priest wins with the low blow win. I still hate Priest. His wasn't one of the. Re- he impressed me. On, uh, hold on, he impressed me a lot in this match actually. And it's I I don't know whether or not it's just more of a testament of how good of a performer pete dunn is yeah. or but then he kind of, he had his shines like th- those kicks that he did pete sold it like a million dollars and to his cr- and to his credit damien priest showed a lot of athleticism he did and he he held his own i against just hate pete his character dunn. i hate his fucking character oh yeah it's very confusing it, it's baron is he Corbin, the undertaker is he alistair undertaker. black is he chris angel chris angel is the best thing i could describe and that music that just it's such a disconnect before the match there was a shot of him backstage but i swear to god wasn't the blonde reporter like standing next to him but like as a model sure sarah oh, schreiber yeah. wait sarah schreiber was it sarah i think it was sarah it can't schreiber. be sarah schreiber sarah schreiber's better than that I being fodder I thought it was Sarah Schreiber. I mean, it could be wrong. Maybe it's just some random. She's a very nice girl. person. She talks to kids and get, makes them guess what WWE theme. Yeah, is. it was. It was Sarah Schreiber. It was. I mean, that's the person I'm thinking of. If it was her, um, but yeah, that was NXT. It was. It was, it was a decent show. Well, I'll, third week. Third week. <laughs> or, I mean, it'll, it'll keep going. Yeah, the machine will keep going. The machine. Um, will we got keep some stuff to look forward to next week, though. AEW Dark. I'm just going to give you the matches. I'm not going to give you the results because you got to watch it on YouTube. Joey Tony Schiavone here at the Control Center. Uh, Joey Janela versus Brandon Cutler. Leva Bates uh, with uh, Peter Avalon uh, versus Nyla Rose. That. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and <laughs> Shima T Hawk and Private Party versus uh, the Young Bucks, Cody and Dustin Rhodes. So, also, uh, those are some dark ass dark matches. <laughs> Friday night SmackDown. We do have some matches announced. Uh, there will be a number one contenders match, a six pack challenge for uh, between um, for Bailey's championship. Grown, she's she's a big kid now. 
She's a big kid now. I got stuff to say about that, but yeah. I uh, Nikki Cross, Carmella, L- Lacey Evans, Mandy Rose, Sonya All Deville, the women in our roster and Dana in Brooke this brand. In a six-pack challenge. I'm going to go Sonya Deville in this. Uh, That'd eight, be kind of cool. Eight-man tag announced um, for tomorrow night, New Day, uh, with Xavier Woods and Big E versus... He- oh, and Heavy Machinery versus Revival, Dolph and Robert Roode. That's a match. It's a match. And also, Shinsuke versus Roman for the IC title. That's probably main eventing. That's that's a good spot for Shinsuke. That's a title change. That's okay. a title change. I can see that being a DQ. Ugh. Ugh. I mean, they, they've blown plenty of opportunities, and I, I'm looking forward to it. Who knows? It could actually be pretty good. Yeah. I have faith in both the performers. But that was actually the... I'm still showing him the picture, you guys. You know what? You've gone over time, City Wrestling Radio, and you must go home now. Hey, you know, at least William Regal, like he doesn't look as deathly sick as yeah. before. That's good. He's looking healthy. Mm-hmm. But we got to get out of here, guys, for City Wrestling Radio. I'm Corey Smith. And I'm Michael Vergara. And we will. I'll see you sometime soon with a SmackDown. Yeah. Let's hope so. I'll see you guys later. Have a wonderful day at CW45 Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Have a good day. Bye.